0: Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. As always, you can send in your questions at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at RumLinksQ&A on Twitter, that's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send us emails, rumblings at spnation.com Plenty of ways to get in touch with our show and ask your questions. What do you want to hear about? It's always more interesting when we get more interesting questions. Because my brain tends to go to like money. My brain tends to go to um, stats and analysis, things like that. So, having a well-rounded questions from you guys always uh, helps expand my brain. So, thanks for sending in the questions for this week's episode and continue sending them in for the future. The Buffalo Rumblings are about to start mandatory mini camp. They're kind of last off season hurrah which is next week. This week is the final week of OTA so they have 4 days of practice. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We haven't really been covering it over at BuffaloRumlings.com just because there's so much you know that can happen in the spring when there's absolutely no contact. That just is kind of fool's gold, and I we just don't really get into it, especially because you know reporters aren't there every day; they're there what, once a week, and so like you just don't get a sense of what's actually happening. You you know you might catch somebody on a really good day or a really bad day, and then extrapolate it into you know all this uh, speculation. So uh, we haven't really been covering OTAs like that, but we do have a bunch of different series going on at BuffaloRumblings.com right now. We have the plays that defined 2021. So we pick five or six plays from each game and ask you to pick which play defined that game. And then later in the summer, during the um, depths of the off season, we'll have um, a little bracket style tournament to determine what the play of the year was. That's going on the 90 players in 90 days series is rolling along led by Sean Murphy who is um, just going through scouting reports on every single player on the Buffalo Bills roster right now. Those are both going on, and we'll start a couple new things here coming up at the end of June, um, beginning of July type of area to get through that long month until training camp. Of course, we'll do some training camp previews as well. But today, we have some questions, so let's get right to them. Over on our text line at 716-508, Zero four zero five. Joe from Queens texts us. Uh, this comes off of the Dawson Knox contract projection. It seems like I see a lot of assuming that Dorsey will go to more two tight end sets, and it will make Knox more valuable to the team. But is that the actual fact? What's fueling the speculation? Might we have to wait until the preseason games to see if that comes becomes reality? I like Knox, but if I were to make a hard decision on who to not pay. For me, it's Knox. Well, thanks for your question, Joe. And yeah, that's been the speculation all off season is that Dorsey was going to really funnel a lot of the offense through the tight end position, maybe more so than Brian Dable. I think it goes back to his time in his playing career when he relied on tight ends uh, in his college level offenses um i think that's part of it i think you also saw more two tight end sets with the carolina panthers when he was the quarterbacks coach there Um, but that's just part of that i mean those are the old school kind of offensive minds pat Shermer, some of those other um offensive coordinators that worked with him in the past and so maybe it's just us looking backward and saying well he worked with two tight end sets, but that two tight end sets but that was like, you know, eight, nine years ago. So maybe it's just part of that. Um, I think the O.J. Howard signing was a real indication that the Bills were prioritizing that tight end spot. Um, they weren't going to go into the season with just Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney, which is essentially what they did last year. They brought in a legitimate second tight end. Um, so I think that also led us down that path. You know, there hasn't been anything where Ken Dorsey has come out and said, I'm going to use more two tight end sets. Um or really anybody Josh Allen hasn't said it uh, Sean McDermott hasn't said it but I think just looking at Ken Dorsey's past as a player and a coach looking at the moves the Bills made this offseason bringing in OJ Howard um I just think it leads to that now as far as Dawson Knox and his um importance to the team uh, he played roughly 75 percent of the offensive snaps last off se- or last season um If he stays even in that range, if he keeps scoring nine touchdowns a season, if he becomes that focal point, that safety valve in the offense, um, taking over for a guy like Cole Beasley, uh, he definitely will bring that value to the Buffalo Bills. Um, If you don't want to sign him, that's okay. Uh, I would have no problem giving him the contract that I outlined earlier this week, or was it late last week? I can't remember. Um, it was late last week um, giving him that contract uh, for four years and I think it was 55 million dollars um, he, he just he's he's one of the top 10 tight ends in the league I think it's hard to argue that um, which means you have to pay him like the top three or four um, yeah he's not up in that Mark Andrews territory but he is you know in the solid group of NFL tight ends that when you sign a contract, just like when Deion Dawkins signed a contract and he moved into whatever it was, like 5th or 6th on the, the tackle list, but a year later he was outside the top 10. You just pay a guy and then other guys get paid that move in front of him. So I think that's what you have to do with a guy like Dawson Knox if you want to keep him around. If he can show he can stay healthy, if he can come into training camp and do a great job, it would not surprise me at all to see like that Taron Johnson extension at some point for dawson knox something even in the middle of the season would not surprise me if he shows that he can be an important cog of the bills offense under ken dorsey and then um show he can stay healthy so it wouldn't surprise me to see a mid-season extension for dawson knox um, it probably would surprise me if we saw it before training camp started so like that you know middle to end of training camp like where josh allen signed his deal the Taron Johnson mid-season contract extension wouldn't surprise me either, uh, but it also, you know, doesn't wouldn't surprise me at all if it went down to you know the free agency time. You saw it in March of 2023. So thanks for your question, Joe. Uh, I appreciate the text. We've got a related question here from Rory Doolin over on Twitter. What do you think Dorsey will do differently, or will it be subtle? Any effect on Josh, or is he too good now? Well, I think there's going to be an effect on Josh Allen. I just don't know if it's necessarily going to be negative or positive. I think it's just going to be different. Um, The Bills ran a lot of three wide receiver sets under Brian Dable. They rotated in four wide receivers at a pretty significant clip over the last several seasons. And this year, instead of signing a guy to replace John Brown or Emmanuel Sanders that they've had over those last two years, They instead signed another tight end. And so, as we just talked about with the tight end situation, it could be that they're looking to do more two tight end sets. It could just be a coincidence. And they're really confident that Gabe Davis can play, you know, 90-something percent of the snaps on the outside. And they're comfortable with their backup situation. So, um, it it really remains to be seen. I think more than likely you're going to see more passes to running backs like James Cook. You're going to see more passes to tight ends like O.J. Howard. Um, But ultimately still Josh Allen taking shots down the field because that's what that dude is built to do uh, mentally and physically. And so you're still going to see a lot of that same Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. So I don't know how much of it's going to change. I mean, Ken Dorsey's never been a play caller. In the NFL. And so it's really hard for us to predict what that's going to end up looking like. And I think it's going to be a little bit of growing pains might be the wrong word, but it'll be a process over the course of training camp over the course of the preseason and probably into the season where we're still trying to figure out what. What he's going to be like, even when Brian Dable got here, I mean, people forget that he had been calling plays for multiple NFL teams before he got here and at Alabama, the University of Alabama. So he had a ton of play calling experience before he came to Buffalo. Ken Dorsey does not have that. So expecting him to walk in and just be like, all right, score all the points you need to, I think is a little bit (sighs) short sighted. Um, There's going to be a learning curve. All right. Thanks for your question over on Twitter at Q and a, that's with the word and spelled out in the middle. We're gonna take a quick break, come back. We've got a voicemail and a couple more questions. Don't go anywhere. As promised, let's head over to that voicemail line at 716 716- 508 0405. And remember, if you send me a voicemail question, it always gets prioritized over the other ones. Hey, baby, it's Eric 007 from Twitter here in Buffalo. I got a question. I got a question. Hey, this year, which Buffalo Bill better show up before he's shown out the door? Which Buffalo Bill's got to step up before he's told to go step up? I think there's a couple Buffalo Bills that, based on where they're drafted or based on expectations, if they don't produce this year, they're going to be shown the door, Uh, i.e. Epinosa. Epinesa? Epinesa. God, a a second-round draft pick, a first-round draft pick right there. And, um, dude, if that guy doesn't step up to start producing, I, I think he's out. What do you think? What do you think? Thanks for the question, Eric, and as always, thanks for the intensity when you uh, leave your voicemail. Uh, AJ Epinesa, former second-round pick, sure, um, pedigree is up there, but the Bills have brought in two more drafted pass rushers since they drafted Epinesa, and they brought in Von Miller. I don't think Epinesa is in danger of necessarily getting cut right now, but... Say he has uh, another underperforming year this year, the Bills get a solid pass rush from Greg Rousseau and Von Miller. I could definitely see an area a year from now where they move on from AJ Epinesa and um, in the final year of his rookie contract, they end up releasing him. But it's kind of the same thing with Cody Ford right now. who's another guy that has to step up in, in your conversation here. You know, he's cheap depth right now. Cody Ford is only making $2 million in uh, 2022. So maybe they could save a million by cutting him and putting somebody else in, but he's at least a baseline, a floor for you. And so uh, I could see AJ is st- sticking around for the end of his rookie contract. Right now, he's only scheduled to make $1.87 million in 2023, which is, you know, just barely over the league minimum for a player with you know four years of experience. And so it's not like he's going to be super cost prohibitive to keep around. Um, so Epines is not necessarily a guy I'm looking for right now. I think he's going to make the team in 2022 and then it would be more likely that like they might try to replace him a year from now. Um, the player that I immediately thought of when you said this was Tremaine Edmonds. I think the Bills are waiting on Tremaine Edmonds to do something worthy of giving him a huge, massive extension. Uh, we're talking about like I don't know, eighteen million dollars a year, somewhere in that range. I, I haven't looked. Um, he's on my list of guys to give contract projections for. So I think he fits the mold of a player that needs to step up or step out for the Bills, to use your term. And defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier has said that a couple times this offseason. Brandon Bean said you know similar things. They need those big splash plays from. Edmonds. Looking down the list, I don't see a whole lot of other people that I would kind of lump into this. Devin Singletary is on the last year of his rookie deal. I just don't think that they're going to extend him. I don't think giving second contracts to running backs is necessarily a good idea. You know, maybe you can lump OJ Howard or Dawson Knox into this conversation. Both are in the final year of their deals And so, you know, if one of them plays above and beyond, they could be the one that gets a contract extension. But again, it's not like they're going to be cut and shipped out. You know, they're in the final year of their deals. All in all, a really great question. Thanks for asking it on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. Former Buffalo Bills quarterback and 17-year NFL veteran Ryan Fitzpatrick retired or at least announced his retirement last week. Um, He's been making the media rounds ever since. Of course, talking glowingly about the city of Buffalo and his time with the Bills, his teammates with the Bills, and and all that. And so our first question up today is from Eric, who says, Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably not a Hall of Famer, but is he a Wall of Famer? Well, I'm very conflicted on that. Um, I think if you look at how much he's beloved by Bills fans, you know, first ballot Wall of Famer. But, you know, loving a player is different than putting them on the Wall of Fame. He would, I mean, without looking, he would be the shortest tenured player on the Wall of Fame, except for Bob Kelsu, who left after his rookie season, to go serve in Vietnam and was killed in action. So he only played one season for the Bills. Um, I'm not sure he's on the Wall of Fame for his playing career, though, so um, he's definitely earned it a different way. But if you look at the players that are on there because of their playing careers, his tenure would be the shortest. Um, I dare say the record of his teams would be the worst winning percentage. Um, Not that wins are a quarterback stat, but obviously they're a a, a part of his legacy. He was on a lot of bad Bills teams. Uh, And the reason we loved him is because he played his heart out even when the Bills were out of the playoff hunt, even when he was on a, a team that wasn't incredibly talented. Um, and that's one of the reasons we love about him. You know, he would always go um, push the ball down the field on third down. He wasn't doing check downs on third and 13. You know, so that's what we love about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I also just don't think he has the longevity with the bills uh, the stats with the bills uh, to even come close he's fifth all time in passing yards for the buffalo bills uh, in franchise history i should say he's fourth all time in passing touchdowns Uh, for completion percentage he is let's see here eighth among players with you know more than a handful of throws um sorry Mitch Trubisky's got a 75 percent completion percentage on eight catches I didn't count him but like you know he's you know so he's got solid stats near the top but I don't think you can make an argument that you know he belongs on the wall of fame ahead of a guy like I don't know um let's say Drew Bledsoe, who had just one of the best passing seasons in Buffalo Bills history, even though he was only here for three years. Um, you know, it's just really hard for me to justify that. Uh, you look at Jim Kelly, Joe Ferguson, and Jack Kemp, the three quarterbacks that are on the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame right now, and it's not like we're dinging Joe Ferguson for his you know, negative QB record. He was 77 and 86 as a starter for the Bills. You know, but the guy's got 27,000 passing yards. He was the Bills' starter for, what, 11 or 12 seasons? Um, he just played for a long time for the Bills, and that's why he's on the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame. I mean, Josh Allen's already passed Ryan Fitzpatrick in all these lists. So, I mean, unless you're going to put Josh Allen on the Wall of Fame next year, which <laughs> some of us probably would do <laughs> right now, um, I just I don't see a place for Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame, he'll have a permanent place in our hearts of fame does that make sense a heart of fame if you haven't listened to ryan fitzpatrick on with ross tucker football podcast or the adam Schefter podcast he just tells some great stories obviously a lot of bill's stories uh sharing uh the text some of the text messages he received from teammates and emails from teammates Uh, after announcing his retirement. Um, Just some great, great stories. Uh, Make sure you go check that out. He talks about how he ended up in Buffalo for that playoff game with his shirt off on the Adam Schefter podcast. Um, Just some really, really great stuff. So go check that out. I don't think it's the last we've heard from Ryan Fitzpatrick either. Um, He's just too good with a microphone uh, to not end up being on somebody's studio show or Broadcast network at some point in the near future, maybe not in you know 2022, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if he jumps right into that. So he did say he wasn't interested in the time commitment that would be required for coaching, and so I think uh, the studio stuff and the TV stuff make the most sense for a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick with his uh, huge personality and connections around the league. Thanks for your question over on Twitter at Cute and. A. that's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A please send in your questions for next week's episode if you enjoy our podcast make sure you tell a friend uh, leave a nice review for us over on your favorite podcast app um, just spread help spreading the word that way is, is just so appreciated um, as always send in your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405 you can tweet us at RumblingsQ&A with the word and spelled out A in the middle. Email us rumlings at SBNation.com. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show, and I would love to hear your questions for next week's episode. Thanks for listening, and go Bills.